Bruce Cook is honored to have you join his conversations with people committed to talking with heart and brain functions in full operating gear. No spin, no agenda, just authentic conversation on just about anything. Welcome to the Bruce Cook Conversation. Attorney Ron Brand, labor and employment law expert, talks with Bruce about all aspects of labor law on the state and federal level. With the coronavirus pandemic, runaway unemployment and businesses of all sizes are on shaky ground testing these laws. Brand also explains the state and federal unemployment benefit programs. Live on AM830 KLAA tonight, Bruce Cook wraps up the week with talk that's worth tuning into. Sports, people, politics, life, authentic, real and happening now. Here's your host, Bruce Cook. Brought to you by New Directions for Women. We know recovery. It's Sunday night live on AMA 30, ladies and gentlemen. Passover and Easter well wishes to all and also to all not observing. Good health, goodwill to you as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to Angels Radio tonight. I'm Bruce Cook. Our special guest this evening, this Easter Sunday night in Southern California, is attorney Ron Brand. He is a partner in the firm of Kahana and Feld, and his specialty is labor and employment law. I guess from that you can figure out what we're going to talk about tonight in these days of the coronavirus. As the, C- as the COVID-19 rages on, hitting our economy and impacting each of us in the wallet, changing the working lives of millions of Americans and certainly millions of Southern Californians and specifically Angels Radio listeners tonight, Mr. Brand joins us to clarify so many of the questions that we all have regarding help. Where can we get it? How do we qualify? What's real and what's not real? Brand is an expert. He's going to talk to us about emergency sick, emergency sick leave. How about family paid and medical leave under the Families First Coronavirus Response Act? Have you heard of that, ladies and gentlemen? What about insurance benefits, employment insurance, unemployment insurance? Who qualifies? How much can you get? What about self-employed people, gig workers, part-time workers, can they apply for unemployment insurance? There's a lot of misinformation out there. We're going to find out. Anyway, there's a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, and it impacts all of us, and hopefully we're going to get some good answers that are going to help you tonight, things that you may want to know. The lines are going to be open while we're talking to Mr. Brand tonight. If you have a question, you're welcome to join us, 714 830 830. Before he joins us, let me also tell you that Ron Brand has argued employment and labor law in front of state and federal court and agencies on all varieties of issues, including such things as the controversial area of sexual harassment in the workplace. So let's say welcome Ron Brand. Join the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm really grateful for you to come on. I think that you can shed a lot of light on what's going on out there and hopefully help a lot of people. Let's start with unemployment. The latest figures that are being broadcast in the media are some 16.7 unemployment applications have been filed nationwide. 
a lot of people out of work. Specifically in California, Ron, can our unemployment department handle it? Well, that is yet to be seen, but I hope that they're able to do so since hundreds of thousands of people will be applying for unemployment insurance and have already applied for And it's not just for employees right now. Uh, the California Employment Development Department, that's the state agency that uh, regulates uh, and provides for unemployment insurance, they've stated that they will provide unemployment insurance to people who are basically independent contractors, people who are, who are in the gig economy, people who are self-employed, and other types of independent contractors. Uh, and basically, those individuals will be entitled to unemployment insurance if they have a reduction in their hours as a result of the pandemic or quarantine, uh, if, they are, if they lose all their work because of the pandemic or quarantine related to the pandemic, or if they're subject to a quarantine required by a medical professional or other type of state or local health officer. Let me interrupt you. I thought you can't apply for or collect unemployment benefits if you haven't paid into the system. And if you are a gig worker or a part-time worker that has not given to the system, how does that work? Yeah, well, the, the unemployment, the EDD has its own formula, and certainly one of the factors they look at is how much money have they put into the system. And if you've had an, uh, an individual who's an independent contractor that has never put any money into the system, then that will certainly be a factor. Uh, it's, it's not clear exactly how the EDD is going to calculate uh, and formulate the benefits for different classes of people. Uh, I think they're still working on how to get this done and how to – get people at least some amount of money so uh, help even, them so, difficult times. So let me cut to the chase and clarify. Even if you put nothing into unemployment in, in tax withholding, there is a chance you will receive some help, but it is yet to be determined. Possibly. I, I don't know. If you take a look at, if you go to the EDD's website, and they have a very good uh section of the website that deals with COVID-19 pandemic, and there are actually FAQs there that people can go to, and it asks a lot of questions and answers, and one of the questions it says on there is if, uh, hold on, let me just pull it up here. It says, can I file unemployment insurance claim if I am self-employed, an independent contractor, or gig worker? And the website says you may be eligible for unemployment insurance under a few different scenarios and it lists different scenarios so there is a chance that if somebody is self-employed an independent contractor or a gig worker uh, and maybe hasn't put any taxes into the system there is a chance that uh the edd will uh, provide for unemployment insurance unfortunately I, I can't tell you for sure one way or the other but there is a chance i think the edd is trying to bring in as many people as they can to try to have as many people covered as they can because the EDD understands that these are very difficult times and people need help. I had checked that out earlier this week um, on your recommendation, and I believe that there was one category that stated that perhaps an independent contractor who had worked in an employee status at a past time in their employment history might be able to qualify via that connection. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Okay. Okay, let's move on. I heard also this week, and please correct me if I'm wrong on this, that California Governor Newsom is either working on or has 
finalized plans to raise the amount of unemployment uh, benefit available to people. Right now, I understand that the maximum is $450 a week, but he's looking to raise it to 650 a week. Do you know anything about that? All I know is that I understand that he's looking into that, and that may be a possibility. Um, also, under the federal statute, the CARES Act, uh, the federal government in certain situations will be providing an additional $600 a week of unemployment insurance. And that is under the federal CARES Act that was signed by President Trump a couple weeks ago. Explain that, the federal CARES Act, an additional $600 a week. If you're collecting 450 or 650 depending on what it is, and you get the 600 a week, a lot of people will survive well on that. Um, what? How do you qualify for the CARES Act? Well, so unemployment insurance is administered by the state. So the, the federal government is basically telling each state's unemployment insurance agency there's an additional $600 if you choose to provide that benefit. So it really depends on your state. California will adopt that and will apply the additional $600, uh, assuming that they are eligible for unemployment insurance. So it really depends on each state. Each state has the option to increase their benefits by $600 due to the $600 benefit that will be provided under the CARES Act. And with this, first of all, Ron, be careful. I think you're on your cell phone and you're fading in and out. So please be careful because we want to hear you clearly. Sure. Um, would this apply to anybody that's applying for unemployment, regardless of situation? Or are there specifics that would have you'd have to qualify for that extra federal money? I don't think it's been exactly figured out yet. Uh, my understanding is that if an individual qualifies for unemployment insurance under uh, the, the formula uh, that the EBD uses, that they will also get the $600 a week in additional benefits under the Federal CARES Act. I was fascinated by the notes that you sent me earlier in the week on a paragraph that said, if you have to leave your job because you have children at home and you have no other help or care for them, that would also qualify you for help. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, so that's under a different statute. That's called the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. And that was signed into law on March 18th by President Trump. And basically it provides, it has two provisions. One provision is, is emergency paid sick leave, and the other provision is emergency paid family and medical leave. Okay? And Let's take one for, at a time. Take one at a time and, and explain them. Absolutely. So the Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act requires that employers with 500 or fewer employees, that's the, that's the uh, requirement that the company has less than 500 employees, that they have to provide employee, employees with two weeks of paid sick leave at the employee's regular rate of pay, so what they were getting paid per hour or based on a salary. There's a cap on $511 per day and $5,110 in the aggregate for each employee. If, these, if the employee is unable to work, either at the office or at home, that they're not able to telework because of three reasons. One is the employee is subject to a federal, state, or local quarantine or isolation order related to the pandemic, or the employee has been advised by a healthcare provider to self-quarantine due to concerns related to the pandemic, or the employee is experiencing symptoms of COVID-19, 
and are seeking a medical diagnosis. And in those three situations, they will be provided two weeks of paid sick leave at the regular rate of pay. Now, still under the emergency paid sick leave provision, it provides, it entitles employees to two weeks of paid sick leave at two-thirds of their regular rate of pay if the employee is unable to work for three reasons. One, the employee is caring for an individual who is subject to some type of quarantine order or who has been advised by a healthcare provider to self-quarantine due to reasons related to the pandemic. The employee is caring for his or her child who is under 18 because the school is closed or the place of care is closed and a child care provider is unavailable, again, relating to the pandemic. Or, kind of a catch-all phrase, the employee is experiencing any other condition, quote-unquote, substantially similar to those described above. What does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> the, 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 the Secretary of Health and Human Services has not defined what substantially similar means, and neither has the Federal Department of Labor. So I don't know what that means. Well, I hate to say if you don't know what that means, I don't know what that means. And I guess a lot of people don't know what it means. And it leads me to the next question is sort of what I started with about are we able to handle all these unemployment claims? Are we as a public able to navigate and negotiate the uh, the web with all of these new laws that have come in, into place to try and help people? Or is it going to be a giant nightmare disaster and people are going to get more frustrated? Well, I'm afraid it'll probably be a combination of both. The uh, Families First Coronavirus Response Act requires covered employers, again, those are employers with fewer than 500 employees, to provide them with a notice of their right to uh, potentially obtain emergency paid sick leave, which we spoke about, and also emergency family and medical leave that we'll talk about in a moment. And so they have to send them a basically a poster. They can send it via email or they can put it where employees normally congregate at work. But if a company is having its employees work at home, then they can send the uh, uh, notice by email. This notice provides uh, information on the employee's potential rights to obtain paid sick leave, emergency paid sick leave or emergency paid family and medical leave. Um, there's a very good FAQ that the Department of Labor has promulgated that has about 70-odd uh, questions and answers, which are written in layman terms and, and which are designed to help employees and employers navigate this new law. So there are a lot of resources online for people to, to utilize to try to navigate these laws, as well as they should be contacting the Human Resource Department, if there is one of their employer, to ask questions about the laws and to see if the employer is covered by the law, and if the employer is covered by the law, whether these employees are entitled to get emergency paid sick leave or emergency paid family medical leave. Let's stop there for our first break, Ron. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Absolutely. Bruce Cook, and this is Angels Radio Sunday night, AM 830. If you're listening tonight and you have a personal question about your unemployment situation, and Ron might be able to help you, call me, 714-2-830-830. We'll be back in two minutes. Stay with me. Angels Radio. AM 830. If the woman you love, your mom, wife, daughter, sister, partner, or friend 
is on a downward spiral from substance abuse and doesn't know where to turn, New Directions for Women can help. It's a Costa Mesa-based addiction treatment facility that has the answer. Since 1977, New Directions for Women has helped more than 5,000 women change their lives, returning them to sobriety, healthy living, restoring love and hope, and providing dignity for them and for their families. Don't waste another day. The woman you love needs your help now. Call New Directions. The number is 888-786-0509. Once again, call 888-786-0509 or visit them at www.newdirectionsforwomen.org. That's New Directions for Women. They know recovery. Hey, Angels fans, now you can feed the whole family and enjoy the exclusive pizza sold at Angel Stadium in the comfort of your home. OG Sports Brewhouse Pizza offers over 100 menu items that can be ordered online for takeout or delivery. Head to OG's.com. That's O-G-G-I-S dot com to find a location near you and place your order. OG's, the place to feed your passion for sports, award-winning craft beers, and delicious food. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, the ghost is back. This house is protected through Progressive, but that doesn't mean it's not haunted. How else would you explain that radiator-like clanking sound? Or the moon-colored light in the hallway that's gone by morning? Maybe he never bundled home an auto, and he's doomed to suffer an eternity without the savings. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home an auto through Progressive. <gasps> what was that wind-like sound? Oh, right, the wind. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Asking for help in life takes bravery. Women addicted to alcohol and drugs know this too well. Most suffer silently while their lives fall apart, their children and families in crisis. For more than 40 years in Southern California, New Directions for Women have helped addicted women recover at our nationally recognized addiction treatment center in Costa Mesa. Our door is wide open. Take the first step. Call us at 888-786-0509 or visit us at www.newdirectionsforwomen.org. Again, 888-786-0509. New Directions for Women. We know recovery. Bruce Cook wants to hear from you. Now back to your host, Bruce Cook. It's Bruce Cook and it's live Sunday night on Angels Radio AMA 30. Our guest tonight is attorney Ron Brand from the firm of Kahana and Feld. Labor law, employment law, what's going on for you and I right now during the coronavirus. We went to break before, and Ron was just about to share some information about the Families, uh, Families First Coronavirus Response Act. I'll turn it back over to Ron. Thank you. So before we go on to the family and medical leave portion of it, there are a couple of things I wanted to uh, just highlight under the Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act. Uh, full-time employees are entitled up to 80 hours of paid leave. Uh, that's basically two weeks. Part-time employees are eligible for their leave equal to the number of hours that the employee worked on average over a two-week period. Uh, paid, 
paid sick leave uh, it must be granted in addition to any other pre-existing paid leave benefits that the employer provides. So if, for example, an employee has paid sick leave under California law uh, and also maybe paid time off, they would get this emergency paid sick leave in addition to that, into those pre-existing paid leave benefits. Uh, and the new law, the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, it took effect April 1st, and it is going to end December 31st of this year unless Congress extends it. And at this point, I don't know if it will be extended, but December 31st, as of now, is the date the law will end. Uh, the other portion of the law is the Emergency Family and Medical Leave Expansion Act. Now, there is a, there's a federal law called the Family Medical Leave Act. It, those apply to employers that have 50 or more employees, and it's an unpaid benefit. And employees are entitled to take this unpaid leave benefit for various reasons, such as the serious illness of the employee or the serious illness of a family member. What Congress did under the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, they added one additional component to it, and they call it the Emergency Family and Medical Leave Expansion Act. And again, that act is, is, took effect April 1st and is going to end December 31st. And what that says is that for companies that have 500 or fewer employees where an individual employee needs to take a leave of absence because a child under 18 uh, needs care, that the child's school has closed, the child's place of care has closed, there is no available uh, care for the child, and there's work available for the employee, but the employee cannot work because he or she has to take care of the child, the, in, the employee is entitled to up to 12 weeks of job-protected leave that is paid. Now, the first 10 days are not paid, so the first two weeks are not paid, but the employees can use their emergency paid sick leave to cover those two weeks, or they can use any other paid leave benefit that they have. Through the, and then after the two weeks, for the remaining 10 weeks, they would be paid for those 12 weeks two-thirds of their regular rates. It's a little it's confusing, I know. Well, it's it's not so confusing as it is complex. And, yes, it is complex. And hearing it explained, I don't know, I, I think in the simplest of terms, it is, um, it's a little overwhelming for a lot of people. Before we go on, Ron, we had a caller, and I'm, I'm afraid we lost him, and so I'm going to uh, ask the caller to call back again uh, if he wishes to do so or she wishes to do so. Again, the number is 714-283-830. I'm sorry that we lost you, but we we welcome your input and your question. It's really important. Anyway, back to what we were saying about the corporate end of this and getting into that. How fast is this really going to happen? Because we've been talking about it now for more than two weeks. It's on the news every night. But as far as I can see, big companies, well, I call them, big companies. I think any company with 500 employees or even less than that is a big company in this day and age. It doesn't have to be General Motors. A lot of people have been either let off or furloughed, and they're sitting there waiting for the Fed to give these companies that money in order to to compensate their employees. How long is this going to take? Okay. I think you're, are you referring to the $1,200? No. Payments that no, no. You're, you're, you're talking the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. Right. I'm talking, okay. I'm talking about, yeah, the, the government providing 
It's a whole. I know it's a whole other subject. The government yeah. providing companies stimulus, quote unquote, money that they may use to pay their employees, and in turn, if they do that, supposedly or ostensibly, they will be forgiven the loan that they're given if they keep people employed and paid. Oh, yeah. So you're talking about the Paycheck Protection Loans under the CARES Act. That is separate from the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. Okay, and well, see, thanks for yeah, clarifying. That's why <laughs> that's why it's confusing. There's so many acts. All right, let's. Can we go there and talk about that? Sure. So, okay. so there, there are really only two acts that we have to be concerned about. One is the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, which we've been talking about, and that's money that comes directly out of the employer's pocket. Now they can apply for tax credits for any amount that they pay under emergency paid sick leave or the emergency paid family medical leave, they can get tax credits uh, and they should contact their, their accountants to get information about that. But that is money coming directly out of the employer's pockets to pay these paid sick leave or paid family medical leave benefits. The CARES Act is something com completely separate and you're talking about the paycheck protection loans. I believe, under the CARES Act. And, yeah, it's been – the rollout has been somewhat of a disaster. And, you know, partly because banks really didn't understand what the guidelines were and they were concerned that they made these loans, whether the federal government would guarantee them if the loans uh, were supposed to be paid back and they weren't. Let me interrupt um, you, Ron. Let me interrupt you, Ron. I understand it this way. If you're a business person and you deal with a certain bank and have a reputation and a relationship with that bank, that's who you go to to apply for this uh, stimulus money. Is that correct? You have to go to your generally, own bank. Yes, generally that is correct, yes. And in, in saying that, what we've all heard in the media this week is, for example, the nation's third largest bank, which is Wells Fargo, is telling its customers that, they're going to run out of money because they've been overwhelmed with applications from small business owners. And further, I, I've understood that Wells Fargo has a lower amount of cash available to it from the Fed because of their past problems uh, and litigation that resulted in a, quite a scandal in the past few years over the fake account situation. Is that what you have heard? And what is it like at another bank, B of A or City National or Chase, you name it? That is what I've heard. I, I don't know what the situation is like from other banks, but I know that banks have had issues about whether or not uh, the loans will be guaranteed by the federal government. The statute says that, that it does, but I know some banks have been concerned if uh, borrowers default on the loan and don't meet the criteria of the loan to be forgiven, whether or not there's, you know, there's a guarantee by the federal government that they'll get the money uh, paid back. So they're working through these problems, and I understand that there's been a lot of money that has been loaned pursuant to this program, but there are some growing pains, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks they'll get it all resolved, and they will be, banks will be able to approve all the applications and send out these loans to businesses that really need the help. I have to ask a political question. Are we doing the right sure. thing? Is the Fed doing the right thing? Is California doing the right thing? Obviously, it's an emergency, and we have to infuse cash into the society or we'll all go down the drain. But are we doing the right thing? If you had, a, if you had 
If you were sitting in Donald Trump's chair, <laughs> would you do anything different? I know that's pretty unfair of me to ask, but why not? I'll give it a shot. What do you say? Well, it is a difficult situation. Uh, and I believe, you know, the, the federal government enacted the Family, Families First Coronavirus Response Act very quickly, and even the CARES Act. I mean, it's been, it was unprecedented. Uh, the amount of time that it took, it was so short period of time that they were able to enact these laws that uh, you know, are designed to help individuals and designed to help businesses. And uh, yeah, I would, I would probably have made the uh, some of the, the paid benefits a little bit more robust, but it is a big burden on employers. You know, employers with 500 or fewer employees. Uh, a lot of them just don't have the money to pay out these benefits if the employees uh, are covered. And one thing to, to know is that if a company shuts down because of the pandemic or uh, has to furlough its employees, the difference between a furlough is that they're still employed, but they're just on, on basically a leave of absence, or separately they lay off employees simply because there's no work, the employees are not entitled to any of the benefits under the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, but they would be entitled to file for unemployment insurance. And so I think the unemployment insurance is a great way of helping people, especially here in California, because California has stated that it will dollars per week, that they will, they, they will follow that paradigm. So there are some individuals who will get you know, a, a significant amount of money. There's been some concern, actually, from the business side that some individuals may be getting more money through unemployment insurance than they would through actually working, and it might be an incentive for individuals not to work because Ron, they'd be getting more money for California's benefits and the federal government's benefits. Ron, that so is <laughs> that is the question of the hour, and and uh, I want to explore that more. We got to take our second break now, but that's a big question, and it also I also want to talk about possibility of fraud and how we protect ourselves from that. Actually, I've got a million more questions. And before we go to break, I'd like to ask our listening audience another question to see if we can solicit some reaction and response. And that question is, how many weeks slash months are you prepared to survive if you do not have sufficient income? Are your savings strong enough? Will you last a month, two months, six months? You know, all the all the planners and the experts say we should have six months to a year in savings to cover us in cases of disaster. But guess what? How many people really have it? If you're brave out there and want to call in and share some personal information, we'd like to know how long you're going to survive without help. 714-2-830-830. I'm Bruce Cook. It's Sunday Night Live, Angels Radio. Attorney Ron Brand on line tonight, and we will be right back. Angels Radio. AME 30. Asking for help in life takes bravery. Women addicted to alcohol and drugs know this very well. Most suffer silently while their lives fall apart, their children and their families in crisis. For more than 40 years in Southern California, New Directions for Women has helped addicted women recover 
in a nationally recognized treatment facility in Costa Mesa. Their doors are wide open. It just takes the first step. Call New Directions for Women. The number is 888-786-0509. Again, 888-786-0509. You can also visit them at www.newdirectionsforwomen.org. New Directions for Women. They know recovery. We're facing uncertain times, but Navy Federal Credit Union wants you to know we have your back and we remain committed to serving all of our members all of the time. That means you can access and manage your accounts from our mobile app and website with no monthly service fees. Additionally, you can get in touch with our world-class member service. For 87 years, we've covered our members in good times and bad, serving active duty, veterans, and their families. Navy Federal Credit Union, our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA. While you can't believe everything on social media these days, you can believe it's possible to start a new life as an IT pro in as little as four months from the comfort of your own home, even if you have zero computer experience. Instead of waiting to see what happens when life gets back to normal, take control of your future now. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. Live online classes meet just twice a week. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. If the woman you love, your mother, wife, daughter, sister, partner, or friend is on a downward spiral from substance abuse and doesn't know where to turn, let us help. New Directions for Women, a Costa Mesa-based addiction treatment facility, has the answer. Since 1977, we have helped over 5,000 women change their lives, returning them to sober, healthy living, restoring love, hope, and dignity to them and their families. Don't wait another day. The woman you love needs your help now. Call us at 888-786-0509 or visit us at www.newdirectionsforwomen.org. Again, 888-786-0509. New Directions for Women. We know recovery. To talk to Bruce Cook, pick up the phone and dial 714-2830-830. It's Bruce Cook live Sunday night, Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. Easter Sunday night, ladies and gentlemen. It's an honor that you're listening to our show tonight and that you're tuned in to Angels Radio. Our guest tonight is Ron Brand, if you're just joining us. He is a labor and employment attorney with Kahana and Feld Firm. And we're talking about how to survive the coronavirus during really hard economic times. Before we went to our break, we actually got into the subject of fraud in terms of businesses and unemployment and people doubling down or maybe cheating a little bit. There's always that factor, and we don't want to go negative tonight or any night really, but we don't want to go negative tonight on Easter about this. But I think there's some concern that because of the the hastiness of putting this together and the overwhelming nature of it, there will be some problems. Any more thoughts on that, Ron, or shall we change subjects? Well, yeah, just a couple of uh, items. The the CARES Act, that's the $2 trillion economic stimulus program 
under which is the Paycheck Protection Program, the, the CARES Act actually created a new special inspector general for the pandemic recovery within the United States Department of Treasury. And that inspector general is, is going to be tasked specifically with investigating misconduct uh, and fraud. And they're going to have a lot of resources, I believe, to identify fraudulent activity related to the CARES Act program. So that, so that was uh, – I was glad to see that in the – in the, in the statute, that there's going to be an inspector general who's specifically assigned to rooting out any type of fraudulent activity. And unfortunately, there will be some amount of fraud. It's, it's just the nature of some people during crises to take advantage of the situation and prey on people. Unfortunately, it's, it's very true. It's very true in anything. Um, but uh, I guess we will survive it like we do everything else. The worry, I think, the, the worry among people that are fiscally conservative and, frankly, worried about our multi-trillion dollar deficit as it is, are concerned that our children and grandchildren will bear the brunt of this because it's not going to be easily rectified. And all of these dollars, although truthfully they are dollars that everyday men and women for many years have poured into our government treasury— when these dollars are spent in these huge numbers, how is it going to be for the economy in terms of a bounce back? The optimists are saying, we're going to come back, you know, in a year or two, everything's going to be the way it was. Others are saying this is a five to seven year turnaround. As a labor attorney, what does your crystal ball tell us? <laughs> well, as a, as a labor attorney, uh, my answer is, I really don't know. I mean, I've read a lot about it, and I, unfortunately, I just don't know how the economy is going to respond after this is all said and done. Uh, but from, a, from an attorney standpoint, whether the, whether the economy is good or bad, there's typically a lot of work for employment attorneys because when the economy is bad and people are being laid off and terminated, there are more lawsuits. But when the economy is doing well, uh, businesses will tend to spend more on attorneys. Uh, so... Whether the economy is good or bad, it actually – I don't think it impacts employment attorneys so much. But just getting to your point, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, it's, this is new territory for all of us. The country hasn't seen a crisis like this at least in 100 years. The last pandemic that the U.S. has faced occurred in 1918 to 1919, the Spanish flu, 100, over 100 years ago. You so weren't there for that, I assume. I was not. No. I, I hope you weren't there either. <laughs> I feel like I was. This is a repeat for me. I remember it all very well. I remember it all very well. Anyway, let me ask you another question uh, back to where you were before, talking about the businesses under 500 employees and the furlough situation. Speaking about your clients, and obviously you're not going to name names, but have your clients come to you and said, gosh, Yes, we never expected this. Our cash flows were not prepared for this. Yes, we have a major business. We've got 499 employees in four locations, but we have only enough cash flow to last us for 60 days. How do you respond to that? Yeah, I've had that come up a few times, and the the simplest answer is to furlough those employees. Uh, and in that situation, they would not be entitled to get any 
emergency paid sick leave or emergency paid family and medical leaves because they're being furloughed because of potentially lack of work. Uh, and in those situations, I tell my corporate clients, tell those individuals, even though they're being furloughed or, laid, or maybe even laid off, to apply for unemployment insurance because there's a very good chance they're going to get unemployment insurance. I mean, in fact, 99.9% sure they would get unemployment insurance if they are being furloughed or laid off as a result of the pandemic. And there's just simply not enough money to keep those people employed. Well, that's good advice. I hope you guys out there tuned in tonight just heard that. Apply for the insurance anyway. Apply for it. Let me ask you another question. Exactly. Let me ask you another yeah. question. I heard today on radio that Disney, I believe it said in two weeks, I assume by the end of April, if this has not turned around in some way, we'll be furloughing thousands of employees. I understand that up until now, they have kept paying people either in part or wholly, depending on the situation, but they are planning to furlough thousands of employees by the end of the month. That's a big deal here in Southern California. It is. What do you say? What do you say? All those people, will the system be able to handle 4,000 park workers from Disneyland Park in Anaheim applying for unemployment insurance, et cetera? Well, there is a backlog, and I know it is taking time for the EDD to uh, get to all the, the applicants and to process all the applications. And I, I, my understanding is that the EDD is hiring uh, new people to uh, process the applications, but it will take a long time. I mean, I know in a lot of other states around the country, it takes people weeks sometimes to get in touch with the state agency that administers unemployment insurance. It's, those agencies were never designed to deal with an influx of tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people. And so they are just uh, catching up to speed. You uh, mentioned, I, think, I think they will. Yep. You mentioned lawsuits a minute ago with your clients, your employer clients. What kind of lawsuits can you share with us? What are what's cropping up between employers and employees lost legally these days? Um, anything egregious? Well, there haven't been any lawsuits yet with respect to the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. It just took effect April first. I suspect that there will be lawsuits in the future. Uh, right now, courts. Most courts are closed down in California. They will accept filings, and they will, and they will deal with emergency petitions and some, both civil and criminal and, and, and family law. But for the most part, courts are kind of shut down in California. And how that's going to impact litigation going forward is hard to tell, but cases are going to be postponed for some period of time. Trials are being scheduled out, but they are dealing with some urgent matters related to some criminal matters and family law matters that they will hear, I believe, uh, telephonically or over some other type of video conferencing system. Um, but, but the lawsuits that I've seen uh, up until now have dealt with some disability discrimination, things that aren't related specifically to the pandemic. But I suspect once things settle down and the economy starts to reopen, I suspect there will be lawsuits related to the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. I would imagine that it will hit the courts like a bomb in mid to late summer in an over, overwhelming fashion, especially if all civil matters have been postponed. It will be 
it will be quite uh, quite a reckoning to get through it through the end of the year, I would guess. It will be. Courts are already overburdened and true. don't have enough funds to operate. <laughs> Very so, true. Uh, yeah. we got to take our third break, Attorney Ron Brand. When we come back, I want to ask you about the $1,200 that so many of us are waiting for and what that's going to do for us and how that's going to function and also how it intersects and works with the other benefits that are out there that we've talked about. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Brand online tonight. I'm Bruce Cook. It's Angels Radio, AM 830. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Angels Radio, AM 830. If the woman you love, your mom, wife, daughter, sister, partner, or friend is on a downward spiral from substance abuse and doesn't know where to turn, New Directions for Women can help. It's a Costa Mesa-based addiction treatment facility that has the answer. Since 1977, New Directions for Women has helped more than 5,000 women change their lives, returning them to sobriety, healthy living, restoring love and hope, and providing dignity for them and for their families. Don't waste another day. The woman you love needs your help now. Call New Directions. The number is 888-786-0509. Once again, call 888-786-0509 or visit them at www.newdirectionsforwomen.org. That's New Directions for Women. They know recovery. Becoming an excellent athlete takes hours of practice. It also takes hours of practice for a team to develop real defensive driving skills, car control, crash avoidance, and the skills to handle crisis situations. The Master Drive program teaches more than just the basics needed to get a license. Your son or daughter will learn the skills they need to become a safe driver and make better decisions. Classes start soon at Angel Stadium. Get the best for your new driver. Go to masterdrive.com for more information and a demonstration. Each Mind Matters helps advance awareness of mental health and wellness in our community. Step up to the plate and strike out the stigma surrounding mental health. Join us in creating a community where everyone feels comfortable talking about mental health and reaching out for support. To learn more about how you can step up to the plate, visit Facebook.com slash Each Mind Matters. That's Facebook.com slash Each Mind Matters. Supported by the Orange County Health Care Agency through the Mental Health Services Act. Asking for help in life takes bravery. Women addicted to alcohol and drugs know this too well. Most suffer silently while their lives fall apart, their children and families in crisis. For more than 40 years in Southern California, New Directions for Women have helped addicted women recover at our nationally recognized addiction treatment center in Costa Mesa. Our door is wide open. Take the first step. Call us at 888-786-0509 or visit us at www.newdirectionsforwomen.org. Again, 888-786-0509. New Directions for Women. We know recovery. Bruce Cook wants to hear from you. 
Now back to your host, Bruce Cook. Good Sunday night. Good Easter night, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Bruce Cook, Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. Ron Brand is with me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I know you've been listening and enjoying and also learning about lots of stuff that we need to know in this coronavirus time in terms of our employment, our livelihood, our future, our money. I asked Ron before the break to talk about the $1,200 stimulus check that many of us hopefully will be getting this week or soon. But before I go into that, Ron, I got another question I want to start with since Angels Radio is basically and primarily a sports station, and that is the impact financially on a national pastime, obviously baseball here, that is so important to so many so many millions of people. And professional sports in general relies heavily on television and also on filling the seats in the stands. We have neither. The economic impact, obviously, is tremendous. If television doesn't come back soon in some fashion and the people don't come back to the stands, as a labor attorney and employment attorney, how will major league teams, such as the Angels, cover the costs of these multi-multi-million dollar contracts with their players, employees, and upper management? Will they have to break contracts if it goes too far? Can they break contracts if it goes too far? What does it mean legally, and what does it mean professionally for the sport? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, a lot of contracts have what are called force majeure provisions, and it's basically a contractual provision which says that if a situation arises that's outside the control of uh, the parties of the contract, which prevent uh, the performance under the contract, then uh, they can rescind the contract. So I don't know if the, uh, if the contracts between you know, Major League Baseball players and, and their teams you know, have such a provision, but they are generally they're, they're fairly common provisions. And so for example, a force majeure would say if there's like an act of God, uh, war, acts of terrorism, even it'll say epidemics or pandemics. And in those types of situations, uh, the clause can be invoked and a party can say we're not going to perform under the contract because of this particular clause. Do you think that could happen or am I being too dramatic? I think it's certainly possible. Uh, you know, who would have thought that we'd be in this situation you know, six months ago, a year ago, right? Well, I think Where that we if are now. I would think that I would agree that it is possible if things do not turn around in the next few weeks and all of these different sports that have postponed and canceled cannot figure out a way to come back in some fashion over the summer and into the fall, we'll be looking at this. Absolutely. I hope baseball does come back. I grew up in Anaheim going to Angels games my whole life, so... I really hope <laughs> that baseball comes back. And I heard, and I just heard on the news that Major League Baseball is considering playing some type of shortened or truncated season in Arizona. Yeah, I've heard that too. It, yeah, and there's I don't know also how that will play out exactly. I think they were thinking of doing it in Arizona and in Florida. Am I correct with that? But anyway, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that that's happening. Who knows? But 
But uh, I got to tell you that it is really a pleasure every Sunday to show up here at this amazing place and do this radio show. There's a lot of history here. And for someone like yourself who grew up here, it's part of your life. So we confirm that and say, yes, let's get it back together as soon as possible. On that note, yes. let's change subject to the last uh, moments we have together. What about this $1,200 or $2,400 check for a married couple that's coming our way? Uh, what do you know about that? Is it a good thing? Is this the right thing to be done? Is it really going to help? And are we going to have to do it again and again? I don't know if we're going to have to do it again and again. It's certainly a possibility, but I generally think it's a good idea, and I think it will help people. Uh, the, so these rebates, this, this, this direct financial assistance, it's $1,200 for individual taxpayers or $2,400 for joint taxpayers. And there's also, I believe, a $500 uh, credit or a $500 will be paid for each for child. Chi for children, yeah. Right, exactly. And so the rebates, they call it a rebate, it's, it's based on the taxpayer's adjusted gross income. And then it reduces, uh, a certain percentage reduces for every amount that's made uh, over $150,000 for joint taxpayers. $112,500 for head of household, and $75,000 for individual taxpayers. So um, so it gets – the rebate is reduced 5% per dollar as you move up. So basically, for individuals, if you're making over $99,000 a year, you're getting zero. If you're making $198,000 as joint taxpayers, you're getting zero. If you're making $146,500 or more as a head of household, you're going to get zero. So the, the full amount is going to be paid for people who, we, who have that specific income. For example, the $75,000 or less for individual taxpayers, if that's what their gross adjusted income is, they're going to get the full $1,200. But or, this is, Ron, this is the gross adjusted, not the net. Is that correct? My understanding is that it's adjusted gross income. Okay. So, in other words, and that amount, in other words, to explain to somebody that might be confused, maybe you made a little bit more than seventy-five thousand. Maybe you made ninety thousand, but you have deductions that take you down below seventy-five. You'd still be qualified. That's my understanding. What I've okay. told individuals and uh, corporate clients: talk to your CPA or your financial advisor to get the specifics of it. Uh, but yes, I, my understanding is it's based on the adjusted gross income. And for, let's say, for example, individual taxpayers, let's say you make $85,000 as your adjusted gross income, you will get some amount of the 1200 but not the full amount. Got it. Because okay. as you move up, I see. it reduces until you hit a threshold where you get zero. I see. We only have a few minutes left, Ron. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share overall on how we're dealing with this and how it's affecting people and what you can offer? And also... Please give us your website, your email, your phone number, whatever you'd like to share at Kahana and Feld if someone would like to reach out to you. Absolutely. Uh, so my email is rbrand, B-R-A-N-D, at kahanafeld.com, K-A-H-A-N-A, -A -A, F as in Frank, E-L-D.com. Uh, and... Uh, my uh, our, our phone number is 
4781. Uh, I think that the federal government uh, has taken decisive action. I, I was actually a little surprised. I thought things would get a little bit more bogged down and that the response wouldn't be as uh, dramatic and, and as effective. But I think the federal government is trying to do its best to really help out individuals. Could it do better? Yes. I think we can always do a little bit better. But by passing the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, it's going to give people some money who are directly impacted by the uh, by the pandemic, the increase in unemployment insurance to $600 a week, assuming a state agency adopts it, that's going to be very helpful. The uh, payroll uh, protection program is designed to keep people employed. That's the whole purpose of those loans, is that employers use them essentially to keep their employees employed. And so I think that uh, the, the federal government did its best to step up to the plate, not <laughs> to use a pun, and, you know, to try to do what's right. And we'll see what happens over the next several months. I know I, I, I've read that there will be some more stimulus packages. There will be some more uh, assistance for employees. But the best advice I can have for employees that who are either furloughed, laid off, or their hours are reduced to contact the California Employment Development Department because there's a very good chance that you're going to get unemployment insurance and not just the amount that California would give you, but the federal amount of $600 a week. And most of those individuals who apply for unemployment insurance will get at least the full $1,200 under this uh, uh, direct assistance program under the CARES Act or some amount of the $1,200. So more needs to be done, but I think what has been done so far is a good first step. Anyway, it's uh, great to have you on the show tonight. I think you've been incredibly informative and helpful and uh, obviously, we wish you and your family well. Be safe. Be safe with your firm. Be safe in the community. Stay home, etc. I would like to wish you a very happy week ahead. And also to all of our Angels Radio AM 830 family listeners tonight. Remember, this ain't over yet, people. It seems like it's getting better. The news is more positive. But we still have to stay in. We have to wash our hands. All that you know, the social distancing is really important. I've noticed just in the last few days, Ron, people are slacking off a little bit because they think we're getting closer to an answer. It's too soon, people. It's just too soon. So stay tuned to Angels Radio for all the information you need. Watch your local news. Just be careful and don't be stupid because we want this thing to go away and we want to be back to work. We want people to not lose their homes and not have their livelihoods totally thrown into the dirt. We've got to get this back together again. So do your part and come back again next Sunday night and listen to our show. I'm Bruce Cook, Angels Radio. Stay tuned, by the way, because following me, the station is going to play a legacy game, a legacy game from 219, the game that Albert Pujols did his 2000 RBI. You want to hear that? You want to enjoy it? You want to relish in it? Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a safe week and happy Easter tonight. You've been listening to the Bruce Cook Conversation. Hear the Bruce Cook Conversation on Sundays at 6 p.m. Pacific on AM 830 KLAA. And hear the podcasts of every show on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. <laughs>